Today we are going to discuss about Charlemagne. It has been said that it was during the reign of Charlemagne that the transition from classical to early medieval civilization was completed. The Frankish mayors of the palace represented a new aristocracy, the class of warriors. This class attained its wealth solely from land. Frankish culture was not urban and as a result in the early middle ages we see a general decline of urban life not to be revived into well after the 12th century. Charlemagne came to the throne of the Frankish kingdom in 771 and ruled until 814. His reign spans more than 40 years and it was during this time that a new civilization, a European civilization came into existence. If anything characterizes Charlemagne's rule, it was stability. His reign was based on harmony which developed between three elements, the Roman past, the Germanic way of life and Christianity. Charlemagne devoted his entire reign to blending these three elements into one kingdom and by doing this he secured a foundation upon which European society would develop. When Charlemagne took the throne in 771, he immediately implemented two policies. The first policy was one of expansion. Charlemagne's goal was to unite all Germanic people into one kingdom. The second policy was religious in that Charlemagne wanted to convert all of the Frankish kingdom and those lands he conquered to Christianity. As a result, Charlemagne's reign was marked by almost continual warfare. Because Charlemagne's armies were always fighting, he began to give his warriors land so they could support and equip themselves. With this in mind, Charlemagne was able to secure an army of warriors who were deeply devoted and loyal to him. By the year 800, the Frankish kingdom included all of modern France, Belgium, Poland, Switzerland, almost all of Germany and large areas of Italy and Spain. Towards the end of the year 800, Pope Leo III asked Charlemagne to come to Rome. On Christmas Day, Charlemagne attended Mass at St. Peter's. When he finished his prayers, Pope Leo prostrated himself before Charlemagne and then placed a crown upon his head. Pope Leo then said, Life and victory to Charles Augustus, crowned by God, the great and peaceful emperor of the Romans. This was an extremely important act. Charlemagne became the first emperor in the West since the last Roman emperor was deposed in 476. Charlemagne's biographer Einhard has recorded that Charlemagne was not very much interested in Pope Leo's offering. Had Charlemagne known what was to happen on that Christmas day, he never would have attended the Mass. 
The bottom line is this, Charlemagne had no intention of being absorbed into the Roman Church. From the point of view of Pope Leo, the coronation of Charlemagne signified the Pope's claim to dispense the imperial crown. It was Leo's desire to assert papal supremacy over a unified Christendom and he did this by coronating Charlemagne. By gaining the imperial title, Charlemagne received no new lands. He never intended to make Rome the center of his empire. In fact, from the Christmas day of 800 to his death in 814, Charlemagne never returned to Rome. Instead, Charlemagne returned to France as emperor and began a most effective system of rule. He divided his kingdom into several hundred counties or administrative units. Along the borders of the kingdom, Charlemagne appointed military governors. To ensure that this system worked effectively, Charlemagne sent out messengers or missi domini, one from the church and one layperson to check on local affairs and report directly to him. Charlemagne also travelled freely throughout his kingdom in order to make direct contact with his people. This was in accordance with the German tradition of maintaining loyalty. He could also supervise his always troublesome nobility and maintain the loyalty of his subjects. There was no fixed capital but Charlemagne spent most of his time at Aachen. Frankish society was entirely rural and was composed of three classes or orders. First, the peasants, those who work. Second, the nobility, those who fight. And third, the clergy, those who pray. In general, life was brutal and harsh for the early medieval peasant. Even in the wealthiest parts of Europe, the story is one of poverty and hardship. Their diet was poor and many peasants died undernourished. Most were illiterate, although a few were devout Christians. The majority could not understand Latin, the language of the church. The nobility were better off. Their diet although they had more food, was still not very nutritional. They lived in larger houses than the peasants but their castles were often just as cold as the peasants' small heart. Furthermore, most of nobility were illiterate and crude. They spent most of their time fighting. Their religious beliefs were, for the most part, similar to those of the peasants. At the upper level were the clergy. They were the most educated and perhaps the only people to truly understand Christianity since they were the only people who had access to the Bible. It was the clergy who held a monopoly on knowledge, religious beliefs and religious practice. In terms of commerce, Charlemagne standardized the minting of coins based on the silver standard. This also actively encouraged trade, especially in the North Sea. 
The Franks manufactured swords, pottery and glassware in northern France which they exported to England, Scandinavia and the lowlands. He also initiated trade between the Franks and the Muslims and made commercial pacts with the merchants of Venice who traded with both Byzantium and Islam. He was a bridge between ancient Greco-Roman culture and medieval feudal Europe. This is the end of our today's discussion. Listen to our podcast episodes. Follow our official Facebook page, Twitter handle and Instagram. For any query, feel free to mail us.